0: Oh, we missed you so much. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast with Bethel Duran. Oh, it's been a summer of where you been and where we've we been everywhere. I was looking it's been since June that we've done a show. It's August. Uh, you know this people when you got kids in the summer, you're all over the place. Ricky is back from Canada. I'm back from the golf course. And uh, Josh Tully still running around. We're going to catch up with Tolley probably in a couple weeks or something like that. But we want to do a show, first of all, to say thank you to you that continue to send a message on the Let's Go Ricky Roll Instagram page. Hey, when's the next show? When's the next show? Well, it's kind of hard to have a show when we're not around. Uh, Ricky, where you been? All, all of month of July in Canada? How was that?
1: Yeah, man. First off, it's, it's good to be back. It's been a while, right? Yeah. I had to look back too at our, uh, I went to the podcast app this morning and I was like, when was the last time we did a show? And it was with Toli going back to New York and the whole uh, no-hitter um, ceremony with Johan Santana. So it's, it's been a while, but no, man, sometimes the breaks are good, right? I mean, I've been busy as shit, man, like <laughs> doing so much. Um, I thought I was going to, so yeah, we did that show with Josh and then, um, and then july the month of july i was in toronto uh i didn't get to golf as much as i thought i would i took my golf bag golf once in a golf part of a golf tournament so it wasn't even like a real golf and i was busy but it was good busy i did a lot of the stuff with the on tv uh, a lot of tim and friends for the people in canada that know that show a uh, fun show always to be a part of uh, me and donovan bennett who's a good friend actually uh he was the host twice and get good chemistry, and we we, we uh, talk shop, and, and that was fun. And then I did uh, three games pre and post. That was fun, too. I did the late when when the Toronto Blue Jays came to Seattle. It was a bad series, too, man. It was one of those where they got – I believe they got swept uh, or maybe lost three or four. I don't remember, but the three games that I did, they lost, so maybe that's probably that why they haven't called back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was uh, – yeah, uh, for, for the people that don't know, uh for, especially in the West Coast, and you know this Beto, sometimes those late night games for I was on the East Coast, so those games are starting at ten PM and they weren't done till about one one thirty and you're sitting there just one for me, I've always said for me, uh it, being able to dissect the game pre pre game and post game is always fun. Uh, I get to watch baseball and, and just kinda go off my experiences and what I see and that's always fun, and um, so I did that. And yeah, once again, uh, obviously being in Toronto is always fun. It's always a good time, and uh, I love it there. And having a home is even better. But uh, yeah, man, I'm glad to be back. And obviously, been busy with the MLB Network Radio uh, on Sirius uh, on the Sirius channel. Danny Wexelman been been doing shows with her. She's awesome. We should have her on sometime soon. Yeah. but I think she'd be she'd be awesome to talk to, and she's a a baseball like freak like she just loves a game she's always uh doing something with baseball or softball and awesome just an awesome person she's the the host um and I'm her co-host on Sundays and yeah so I've been busy with that and it's it's been busy time man it, i mean apparently apparently now I'm an influencer too as you saw am <laughs> w and shit um yeah man so doing a lot of things right now and it, and like i said it, it's good busy it's good uh good stuff and um as you know, I mean, anytime you you you're able to be part of stuff like that, Mister 1099. I'm taking a page <laughs> out of your book. I feel like I, I got I like have a notebook now, and I'm a, a notebook now, and I'm writing stuff down of like the stuff I get paid because I, you know, Uncle Sam will come looking oh. for you if you don't if you don't do it right. So
0: <laughs> they're gonna get you quick when you have all that good stuff. Uh, but yeah, <clears throat> there, there's just so many there's so many different angles. I'm glad you brought up the A and W part because um, you. I've told you over the years, like Rick, you gotta, you know, you're 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 a famous guy. You're an athlete. You're you're there. Like you should get some endorsements. You're like, nah, nobody's Why would anybody this? Why would anybody that? And next thing I know, I look at your Instagram and bam, <laughs> you're an A and W sponsor partnership with them, which is pretty cool though. Because look, uh, I, you're a healthy guy. I'm not. But A and W root beer, like there's one in, when you go to Big Bear here in Southern California. There's an A and W stop. I always make sure to get that. So, what happened with AMW?
1: Yeah, man, they reached out and they wanted us to. It was actually Car and I that they wanted us to to partner up with them, and um and yeah, so we just kind of came to terms and agreed on it, and uh, that was awesome uh, to be a part of. Uh, you mentioned the root beer. I'm uh, that day, that picture. I already probably had pounded like four or five, <laughs> so feeling a little bit bloated. <laughs> But in Canada, they're all over, man. A&W's are everywhere, everywhere, yeah. everywhere you look. It's like having just a fast food restaurant at the corner the street. Like they're just everywhere and um, pretty popular. And that's actually the guy that apparently comes out on all the commercials.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, Alan. All
1: the A&W commercial Allen. Yeah, and he actually lives in Culver City, dude. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I thought he was Canadian, but yeah, he lives in Culver City. He was telling us all about it. I was like, yeah, man, you're down the street from us and uh good dude actually loves baseball and a big 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 like baseball fan so we were like those pictures that you see there like they weren't like fake like here let's just you know take a picture for the hell of it we were like actually talking baseball like he knew a lot about guys and uh we were sitting there just talking shop and snapped snapped a few photos we had to go to the blue jay game watch him throw out the first pitch and all that good stuff. And it was fun. Like I said, uh, it's, it's a little different when you have to, uh, act like you're an influencer and stuff (laughs) like that. It, it, you, you know me, man, it's not, it's not not my personality. That's not who you are. uh, But you know, again, it's, it's a good way to make money. I guess that's how a lot of people make money nowadays. And a lot of people make a ton of money off of that. So yeah, car and I were really happy. And, uh, again, when, when, when you're able to, uh, to uh when a company like that reaches out i think it's it's cool and uh, that's that's why we did it and yeah i think it's going to open up more doors to do a lot of other stuff i've i've i have some stuff that people have reached out and damn yeah we'll see we'll see if we look at you you're all grown up now
0: i'm very proud very proud very proud (laughs) now if you could just somehow get a pebble beach invitation we'll be all right so
1: (laughs) maybe one day that's you man that's you
0: that's what we're working on. But, yeah, so you were in, in Canada. You did a bunch of stuff. I, let me get back to the MLB Network radio part. That's really cool. So you do it on Sundays. It's on Sirius XM. I was listening to you this Sunday. Where was I at? Uh, oh, I was on a, I was, I was on Uber coming back home from uh, from Texas. I was working a fight, and I'm listening to the show. And Danny Wexelman is awesome. She is so good as a host. Uh, she's a big sports fan. She's, she's very knowledgeable in New York, and you and her go back and forth. Excellent rapport with her. How is it doing regular radio for three hours where you're locked in talking baseball?
1: It's cool, man. I mean, it's definitely a a big adjustment, right? Uh, You know, because you've done it before. You know what it's like to be just talking and talking and talking and talking. I think that's the, I think the, not the biggest knock, but some of the stuff that they have to keep reminding me is to keep the same energy for three hours. It's not easy, Um, but but I have adjusted well. And it's just, you get to watch baseball. I had the TV on and I'm watching the games or watch. We're watching them live. Sometimes we tune in through, through the, through the network and you're listening to it and you're, and and I'm watching it. And again, it's just another chance for you to be able to watch the game and, and, and and talk baseball. And I've been on with Ryan Spillboards on his show and it's called loud outs. And that one's really, really fun too. So it's just a, i think the sunday the sunday show is more of a wrap of the week right i mean yeah. everything that's gone on and happened and uh we touched a little bit on the games that happened the night before and um and it's definitely not easy to talk for three hours when i when when i say yeah the shows for three hours are like what how do you not run out of stuff to say but believe it or not it's crazy the the amount of, of notes that go on and 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 the stuff that they have that they want us to break down and obviously i'm like i'm a person that That they have me there to to talk about my experiences, to relate to these guys, because I can relate to these guys. And um, when you're able to do stuff like that, I think it makes it easier. And and what I have found, Beto, and I'm sure you, you know this too, obviously, but it's like it's three hours. But then you look at it like, okay it's it's blocks of like 15 minutes, 16 minutes, and then you have like a three or four minute break. So you you break that down. It's three blocks per hour and that's like a a total of nine blocks in three hours and it kind of goes by fast And, Mm -hmm. and on and honestly the the chemistry i've been able to build with danny has been awesome. She's, she's awesome. And, and she makes it easier on me. Right. I she's think so early good. on, so good. Er, I, I think early on, I was trying to uh, ask the perfect question where now it's like, you know what, we're, I'm going to pretend we're, we're doing a podcast and we're just interviewing yeah. this person. And I'm asking questions out, off the top of my head and what I want, what I think I find interesting that I think the listeners will find interesting and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I mean, it's all about chemistry, and I feel like Danny and I have it, or we're, we continue to build it from show to show, and again, well, it's, it's one of those things where you guys have never met. No, just like through this.
0: Yeah, so you're in one area, she's another part of the country, and you're going back and forth, and you're trying to do a show together. Do you guys do video? Can you see each other or no?
1: Yeah, 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 we okay. see each other. Well, that's we see that each helps. Other we're helps yeah yeah and and again it's one of those things where it's it, it's like you talk about team chemistry on a baseball field yeah. and pitcher catcher relationship it's the same thing and you know that right i mean there's some guys i'm sure there's been people that you don't mesh with and you're like damn our personalities mm-hmm. just don't mesh. it's not mm-hmm. it's not the same and that's just crazy about about the radio about you and i have great chemistry because we've done this for like forever i just feel like i'm just again on a just normal show right now um uh, i do the the athletic podcast we talk about talk about the blue jays and drew uh fair service and i like it's just like we've developed this this good uh um combo where like we just bounce stuff off each other and we laugh and it's 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 not it's organic as we call it right it's not like it's plan or like we're trying to be funny or anything like that it's like hey like let's just go off what we have he's the guy that i go about numbers even on social media when i need numbers i'm like come on drew like where are you give it to me now <laughs> boom he, he's he's got it ready he's he's savvy with that baseball savant baseball reference and all that stuff I, i'm not good at it yet but I, have you ever looked at that baseball savant page man it look, is crazy,
0: let me tell crazy. so i was in that weird area of reporters where the there were bloggers weren't allowed in stadiums, right, in the early 2000s, mid-2000s. Then they came in. And then all, then all of a sudden you started seeing these younger guys incorporating numbers into stories. And the old school writers were, like, talking about, what is war? Why are you using that? You know, this, is and that, BAPIP, and, and uh, all that other stuff. So it was slowly integrated. And then once one of the younger guys showed me, like, I, I love baseball reference. That's great. But once he showed me, like, the different analytical sites, I Rick, I was like mind blown. Like I, I did terrible in calculus, but I was only in there because I had to be, and I could not imagine what was going on in these guys' heads. And this is before it was cleaned up. Now, like now, you now a normal person can go and see these sites and you can figure things out. Back then, you had to like really, really try to maneuver around and try to find things out. And guys were just like looking for different things and a lot of stats that didn't exist, so they were making up their own stuff. And it was cool to listen to, but in my head, I'm like. These guys are in their 20s. I'm in my 30s. I'm like, I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. And I don't even know if this is going to stick. Obviously, it's stuck. And then the guys that didn't adapt, they, they're no longer in the game as a writer or anything else. But it was just interesting to see that and, like, the way that they go after it. But, Rick, if you're yeah. a hardcore baseball fan, and I know there's so many of them that love the analytics parts, it can get so intimidating. Like, you're walking in. You're like, what is this? Like, So you're yeah. looking at these pages?
1: I... I- I, I look at them sometimes just to kind of see uh, I did when I was doing some of the games in Toronto, just wanted to know yeah. what it was all about and and how, but it, it pretty much breaks down every, every single pitch from, from like the way it breaks, how it breaks the amount of inches. It breaks the amount of uh, inches. It rises everything, dude. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. The amount of numbers that we have out there and, um, so yeah, so I took a look at it once or twice. I I I, I try not to sit there and spend my whole time on it. Yeah. Again, to me, to me, for me, is watching the game and being able to dissect it like that. It's when I see stuff like, oh, Matt Chapman, the analytics don't like him defensively. And I'm like, wait, what? Like the guy makes every single play on at third base. How what like this is why I can't get behind the numbers yeah. completely. But at the same time i know they're there for a reason too and i know it helps certain guys and and they like looking at stuff like that as as we've talked about it before beto some of these kids that's all they know and that's all they go based off of crazy at the end of the day it's it's going out there and 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 performing and 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 being uh having quality at bats getting outs. it's the name of the game right i mean it's it's it doesn't change and um and i think sometimes we just get caught up on uh you know if there's a home run they're like that had a launch angle of 20 degrees and it's like well it was a home run it was a home run like
0: it it was like he got jammed it it, it was gone that's what it was
1: or whether it barely like nicked the fence and went over it's a home run like i don't care what the launch angle is i don't care what the exit velocity was like sometimes it's like oh that was the hardest hit ball by so-and-so and And it's like it was an out it was an out (laughs)
0: Uh Boog so Shiambi uh uh Cubs brought no White Sox broadcaster now. Wait, no, wait. Boog is with the Cubs, yeah. Boog's, Boog Boog great guy. I saw him during uh a couple weeks ago, I was at Dodger game on the field and I talked to him briefly, and uh he was one of the first guys to incorporate advanced analytics into his broadcast, but blend it in. You know, he would say, Oh, his yeah. war is blah blah blah, and it would explain it a little bit, but not go over the top with it. And I talked to him and Boog said the day where our schedules can actually line up, he's like, I definitely want to come on. Uh, he saw, uh, he was talking about you a little bit, how he, he I guess he saw that you were going to your network, all that other stuff, so like, definitely want to come on, so we'll be having Boog on probably in little, end of the month, once uh, everybody's schedules line up, because uh, he's traveling with them, so that was pretty cool, but mentioning the analytics part. Uh, Nick Patel joining us right now, finally, return to the podcast, been supporting since your debut against Detroit, Ricky. Cool Anik. Nick. Patel, appreciate you jumping on right now, watching us live on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to YouTube. All that other good stuff. All right. let me be, Before we move on to other stuff, you were in Toronto. You played a golf tournament with some Toronto studs, man. Who was out there?
1: Huh. Who wasn't out there? Uh, dude, it was – let me see. Let me see. Hold on. Hold on. Let, let me pull up the picture really quick and – I'll I'll go through the list of the the guys that were there, but it was was an awesome tournament. Again, the Blue Jays always do a good job of getting the alumni together and uh, being able to raise money for the Jays Care Foundation. But it was, uh, here, I'm looking at it right now. It was Jose Cruz, um, Jose Cruz Jr., Juan Guzman, the great Juan Guzman that uh, was a freaking stud back in the day, Cito Gaston, Tim Raines, um, Cecil Fielder, uh, Ernie Witt, Dwayne Ward, um, Pat Borders, Scott Richmond, our good friend Scott Richmond, Travis Snyder, Dustin McGowan, Lloyd Mosby, and the great, great Matt Stairs, too. For, Dodgers, for the Dodger fans out there that are listening, Matt Stairs was there. He's awesome. He's a great person. He told me the whole story about that game and Jonathan Broxton and how it felt good to quiet down that stadium. And how after the season, I think they did a poll of like the most hated baseball players in MLB, and he was number two behind Barry Bonds. And I was like, that's <laughs> awesome. He's like, dude, I loved it. And I was like, Yes, I, I did my job. And <gasps> he certainly did. And he's awesome, dude. He's a great dude, like just a guy that loves to talk baseball. Let's and, get him on. Um, Let's get him on. We should. Yeah, maybe. Let's I get him can, on uh, during the Dodgers
0: playoffs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Our group, but chat yeah, no, he was,
0: hey, so uh, let me the stairs though. Like, um, he's not that big of a guy, right?
1: No, but he's like he's stocking, yeah. dude. Okay, yeah, so I was working yeah.
0: that series when he hit the home run, right? And
1: I was sitting in the, in, in the pavilion when he hit it. Oh, were you? Yeah,
0: oh wow. So, my I seat,
1: was sitting is, in center field, I think. All
0: right, so, my seat for the baseball playoffs at Dodger Stadium, uh, auxiliary press box. So, I'm in the reserve level. Uh, That's where my seat goes, behind home plate, reserve level. Rick, you were there too. But in the media section, you know we don't cheer, we don't say anything, and it's usually an area where it's just us there. But towards the end of the game, there's not much around. So I was maybe one of like 10 people still left in that section because everybody goes downstairs um, to try to get a better spot to get into the clubhouse. Stairs hits that home run, and I look around, Rick, and everybody went from standing to just – (laughs) <laughs> you know how you see the wave at the stadium and everybody goes up it felt like the wave had just passed you everybody went down like whoa
1: i i've i've never heard a stadium so quiet like i did that night especially dodger stadium and dude i mean shoot yeah that, that was a tough tough way to lose and <laughs> and obviously we know what the phillies went and did that season but yeah, yeah man i mean again it stairs was it was cool a cool stairs has a
0: good personality who it's matt stairs a good personality
1: yeah. He's awesome. Awesome. Like just great. And you know what the cool thing is too, man, like from like Cedo Gaston and guys like that, uh, even Pat borders, who's a freaking Toronto legend, uh, Matt stairs and all those guys are like, dude, keep doing what you're doing on TV. We love listening to your insights and you, you do a great job. And I was like, damn, here I am being hard on myself. Cause I feel like sometimes I fuck up yeah. and um and these guys are listening in, and they know ball even i even got a nice message from jose bautista and he was like dude keep it up man like you know again your your experiences go a lot a lot further than you think they do and you know what you're talking about and you know sometimes when tv it requires like you have to be a little bit critical and stuff like that but i i i like to the way i say it about those I like to educate more than like sit there and bash a guy there. You get nothing out of bashing a guy. Like what, what, what's the point of that? Like I rather educate, Hey, this is what happened. This is what I think happened. This is what happened when I was playing. Um, and this is the stuff that I dealt with and I kind of apply it to whatever it is, the situation that that's going on in front of me or say, Hey, sometimes, yeah, you just have those bad games and these guys are not robots. Like I have to remind people of that. Like these guys are not robots. Like it's bound to happen. Like, it's just, it's just what it is. Like we all want to succeed. Nobody wants to go out there and stink it up. Like you have, but at the same time, you have to be able to dissect yeah. the game in the sense that like, Hey, like, yeah, he could have done this better. And if you ask him, if you go in that clubhouse and ask him like, what could you have done better? He's going to tell you that, you know, yeah. and, 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 and I'm just watching, I'm sure uh, some of our listeners have been, I don't know. Have you caught up on the captain?
0: No, I, <clears throat> I'm saving it. Um,
1: okay. Well, but you were well, telling me
0: about it. I've heard no, oh, yeah, different but stories everything- back and forth about it, and uh, yeah, it, it's yeah, like, I, like you know what? it's one of those where you want to watch it, but I I'm one of those guys where as soon as I want to binge, I want to binge it, man. I just want to get more and more yeah. and more.
1: So I'm waiting for. Okay. It. Well, well, the thing is, like, like the question I've gotten asked is, they're like, is it worth it? Because it's Derek Jeter, and I'm like, why is there so much hate around this guy? I was like, if you don't like listening to a winner talk, then don't mm-hmm. watch it. Like, I don't, like, he reminds me, like, li- I watched, I finally caught up to episode six last night, okay. and just watching him, it's like I'm listening to Kobe Bryant talk. Like, it, it really is the mentality, and there's a reason why it separates him from, he might not have been, he says it, I, I wasn't like the most, I, I wasn't A-Rod, you know, when A-Rod was young. I wasn't putting up those kind of numbers, but I won, yeah. and I knew how to win. And I knew how I knew how to be clutch, and I'm like, "That's that's mm-hmm. all you could ever." And he played for the biggest fucking market and, in and, in in baseball, and he never the way like he, he has a whole episode about the media and how he handled it and how he did it on purpose and how it was all by design. Yep. Like I he's like I wasn't gonna give them anything, yep. because it would take a, away from the distraction of the team. For me, it was the team win. And that's it.
0: Yeah.
1: Nobody was gonna go into my personal life. nobody if you ask me about my personal life, I was not gonna give you anything. And and on the field, it was questions about like the game. Don't ask me about A Rod. Like go ask him. Like there's so many like clips where he's like, Go ask him. It's not my problem. Go ask him. Yep. Go ask he, him. Um
0: The thing with the knock on the Jeter, the the captain, is that he's one of the producers. So, obviously, he has editorial control about it. So did Jordan with his, you know, with The Last Dance. Uh, But the thing about uh, Jeter is he's so scripted and tells you exactly what he wants. So, people are like, I'm not going to learn anything about him. But the little clips that I've seen of this, you learn about that inside engine that we knew he had, but didn't know he had. Like. I didn't know he
1: was that vicious, cutthroat, sip on your throat, knock you. Oh, dude! Because he's a winner. He's a winner. Last night when I went to sleep, I'm like, "God, Lee Kara, I wish, I wish I had known more about him when I was playing, (laughs) because I would have taken some of that. Like, I had some of those qualities, but you're right. It's, it's one of those. It's, it's like Kobe Bryant. Like he, he wasn't like it was like they'd win a title and he was like, okay, what's next? Yep, I got to get ready for 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 my next one. And I gotta get ready. What, what's next? I'm ready for my next title. Yeah. It was like he says it. He's like, I wish I would have enjoyed more and stayed in the moment more, but I was always so caught up on my next title. Yeah, my next title. And, I, and uh, I'm like, wow, like that's 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 crazy, man. And again, um, I know people knock on him for this for that, but if if you have an open mind about it, and again, yeah, he's a producer on it, so obviously it's gonna look a lot better. But he he. He, they interview other people and he's watching those interviews and he's like, at times like, who the fuck is he to say that about me? Like talking about writers, you know? And, 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 and one of the things that, that, that I was so like, just in love with was like, tell me I can't do it and I'm going to prove you wrong. And Mm -hmm. he, that's what he took mental notes of. Like, tell me I can't do that. And then just his feuds with Brian Cashman, how he can't, he's like, to this day, I don't like, fuck him. Like you know and and he he goes into detail about the contract details and what happened when they they didn't want to re-sign him all that dude i i, I love stuff like that again it's one of those things where he's a champion he's 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 a winner and one of the funniest things about though was uh you'd appreciate this they're like i don't he's like when i hate it when athletes go like yeah i'm playing at 80% and he's like fuck that it's either i'm playing or i'm not playing what's 80% like go out there and play like what's 80% like no it's either you're playing or you're not playing. Damn. And it's true. It's true.
0: I just had that conversation with my son Mattel. You know, he played in uh, his last AAU tournament was in Vegas a couple weeks ago. And we're out there. And mind you, it's 100 degrees. The gyms are hot. And they're playing up against some of the best competition in the country. And he, he got banged up a little bit. He's well, he's a buck 50. He got thrown down. He gets up and his hip is a little thiss. So after the game, he says something. And I was like, so you want to just uh, pack up and go home? And he's like, no, why? I'm like, I don't want to hear it. When you get on the court, everybody's healthy. Everybody's the same age. I don't care if you're 19. I don't want to hear it. You, you, you're on the court. You're ready to play. Suck it up. Nobody wants to hear anything. And I, he, I've been telling him that since he was 10 years old. But that's the yeah. attitude because I heard it from a Kobe say one time. Like, oh, how's your back? Mm-hmm. He goes on the court. Everybody's back hurts. Everybody hurts. Everybody's fine. Let's go. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter. Nobody wants to hear that excuse. So if you can't
1: play, then don't play. But once you get on the court, don't yeah. make an excuse. Dude, it's, it's so true. And, and, and it's one of those things where people.
0: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin. Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
1: Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Don't know that, right? You don't know that from an athlete, but everyone is banged up. Everyone. You can't tell me in baseball, those nine guys oh. are like hundred percent feeling healthy, but yeah, of course, like you're playing, you're going to go balls to the wall. It's like, here we go. I'm, I'm, I'm in it. Yeah. You know, there, there's no excuses. And again, I'm going a lot no, into no, detail no, about it. Did Okay.
0: Did you have any interactions with Jeter besides facing him?
1: I did, uh, just a, a bit. Uh, I mean, I always. I, I was telling Carl, <laughs> my wife last night. I was like, I, I just wish I would have had one night out with him. I just wanted to. I just want to wish I could have seen what it was like to yeah. be in those shoes. But again, he's like very private. Like he's yeah. like, dude, I. He's like, I, he's he said, he's like one. One regret, one thing I, I wish I could take back was probably hang out with my teammates a little bit more, but he, he was always so overly cautious because he's like, I didn't know what guys wanted from me. I didn't know if, like, so he had to be a little bit guarded. Yeah. And they interviewed Jordan and he's like, Yeah, man, I, I feel like I can be myself around Derek Jeter and Derek Jeter feels like he can yeah. be himself around me. And I'm like, Wow, like, you're at that, that, like, <coughs> that's, that's another, level you're here, you're here, right? here, and then you're here. And that, that, that's them, yeah.
0: Well, like, but, Laker players will say how. Like, I don't even know where Kobe lives. He's never invited us to his house. We're not hanging out <laughs> with him because there's different – like, Kobe's yeah. not going to the club with you. And I've always told the story. Like, the one night, uh, 2009, we're at the NBA Finals in Orlando, and I'm hanging out at the team hotel with my friends that work for the team. And we're, we're at a golf resort, which is – on purpose, they stay at a golf resort away from the hotels in downtown. And the, the Kobe story goes that he comes back, and uh, he went out to a club – but it was a club where everybody knew that the Laker players were going to be at. So it was kind of a smaller lounge kind of thing. Yeah, He went in a hoodie, kept the hoodie on. Nobody knew he was there. He went through the back door, sat there for maybe half an hour. Um, and I wasn't there, but he, he told me that he went there. Then he comes back. I'm at the hotel sitting down in the lobby, and he just walks up. And he and his, uh, his, his security personnel, like I knew him enough then to like be in that area, he sits down and they have a bucket of beers, and they hand out beers to like the staff that's just hanging out there. He sits with us for about 15 minutes, didn't say a word. Not one word did he say, but he's laughing at all the stories and the jokes that everybody's saying. You know, and this yeah. is like none of the players are with us. It's just uh, me, Kobe, and some of the, my friends who were members of the staff. And we're like, he sat down and we're like, you know, when you're like telling a story in the middle, and all of a sudden you're like, uh let me kind of change my story and I'm like attitude, whatever.
1: And yeah. Like,
0: and you kind of get a little you, you went from the, to like this, to like sitting up straight. Then we just started BSing around until the story, and he's like laughing. He's like, all right, fellas, thanks a lot. Appreciate it, and went to his room. Like, damn, like, we all kind of thought about, like, this guy can't be normal. Like, he can't yeah. just sit in the lobby and BS and have a bucket of beers. And, not, and he wasn't drinking because it was finals, but just that little moment of, damn, you see that. Like, he can't be a normal guy. Same thing with Jeter. Jeter can't go in New York because if he does, the paparazzi is going to be there waiting for him and 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 i'm pretty sure even when Jeter went out he probably had it calculated to hey tonight I'm gonna be at this space here's your picture here's your opportunity be on page six and then uh, I'm leaving after 20 minutes probably. like it, it's just something along those lines
1: yeah he, he yeah again i mean if you guys you I, I, it's almost like you have to have an open mind I, I know there's a lot of derek Jeter haters out there but my interactions with him Beto, were always on on base uh, on the field i never really off the field never but like I remember one time I asked him to take a picture with my sister, Sandy, he came over graciously and, you know, no questions asked, of course, man. And he like took a picture with her and, and that was that that's cool. always, you know, always tipped his hat and always said hello. When we were stretching, he'd always make sure he'd, you know, just would say hi. And that was just him. I mean, that's the only interactions I ever had with him. And again, I, I just, I always admire him and I always, I always will just playing against him and being who he was again, once again, he was the face of the New York Yankees, him being a rookie, winning the World Series right off the back. Um, and that, that dynasty they were able to create. I mean, the dude should have probably, he won five titles. He probably should have won like seven or eight. I mean, they they blew a lead to the Red Sox 3-0 to go to the World Series. And then they, uh, uh, lost to the Diamondbacks on the, when the September 11th stuff happened um yep so he he talks about it all again if you're if you're a baseball fan and uh, i mean you don't have to be a jeter fan but i think it would change your perspective on him a little bit
0: and it's also like i've been wanting to say like if jeter played in kansas city would you be Derek jeter no like you know like a lot of guys if you play in different markets it it happens to be in the market you play at but at the same time
1: it's the way he did it the way he did it and how he handled it was crazy guys
0: if you put that guy in new york what are they going to do they're going to fall apart Yeah, I mean, yeah. A- a- I mean a- we've
1: seen it. We've seen a lot of athletes, a lot of Randy like, Johnson, Randy Johnson, Kevin Brown, a lot of guys that went out there with a lot of hype and this and that. And holy shit, he goes into a little bit of a glimpse of like the cameras are going there. Holy smokes, yeah. that's he's he's like, yeah, you're talking beat writers, you're talking camera dudes, you're talking daily news, you're talking thirty like people,
0: travel with the Yankees uh, when they would come to Anaheim. This is the first year. I mean, I always went into the visiting locker room. I mean, that's how I met you, you know. I always go in there and see what's going on. And in Anaheim, nobody goes. Yankees come to town, everybody's there. So when the Yankees would come to town in Anaheim, easily 50 people, media members with L.A. and New York covered. And then you would get the national guys to come through. And the yep. first year that A-Rod showed up, Jeter's locker was maybe five away from A-Rod. And A-Rod would go first, then Jeter. And you could just feel the difference, Rick, that when <laughs> A-Rod was talking. I, you, look, New York writers are a bunch of jerks, the majority of them, right? Because they got that cynical, yeah. old school, writer. writer and like, A-Rod would say something, and you see guys rolling their eyes at him. Just like, <laughs> some of his answers. Jeter says the same exact thing. Okay, we'll take it. Because he earned that uh, ability to do be that way, to say whatever it was. So yeah. you could just sense that. A-Rod just wanted to be loved, but it wasn't genuine. Whereas Jeter was so guarded, you didn't know if that was genuine. You're like, why? And then then you start realizing, like, this dude can't go two feet without everybody grabbing at him. From the moment Jeter would walk out of the uh, lock, uh, dugout in Anaheim, boom, you would hear uh, behind the dugout the always explosion for the yeah. dude to warm up. You know, yeah. it, it was just... You know, a Rod would have all the women checking him out, and then the guys hating him. And Jeter would have all the women and the guys loving him. Like that's it was it was fascinating to watch the few times they would come to town.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, there was a difference. I mean, I've never really been a A Rod fan, and there's no knock on him or anything, but
0: well, well, I that's just, a lot of I never
1: was. But he, I never was. But he and
0: A Rod would be a perfect heel in the WWE.
1: Hey, yeah, Rod, I, have, I have or? my I have my reasons why and it's just like yeah I mean yeah. it was there was there was a completely different type of personality there yeah
0: fascinating talking, uh, talking yeah, to
1: cares or anything but I'm just saying yeah for me hey, personally, uh, uh,
0: how did uh, Jeter do against you
1: <laughs> I don't know oh you don't know the numbers uh, like 230 or 240 hit off me
0: okay not bad, not bad. A-Rod
1: I own the ass. <laughs> 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 hey, is that the green act, green yes, eye bandit? The green eye wow. bandit is alive. I saw that. Wow. That guy just disappeared. Like yeah. what happened? What oh, happened? He, he disappeared, but master has played in Mexico too.
0: All right. Green eye bandit. Glad to have you back. Caesar. We miss you. See, we took a break. So he took a break too. So there it is. All uh, right. Let's yeah. wrap up on this. Uh, the late, great Ben Scully, uh, the yeah. way, uh, 67 years with the Dodgers, uh, uh, I mean, icon. Everybody loved him. Like, no, if you're a, if anybody says anything bad about Vin Scully, you're a bad person. Like, nobody could ever say anything bad about him. Um, you never played at Dodger Stadium, but no, nope. you you as a former major leaguer, Vin was the voice that everybody knew, right?
1: Hell yeah, man. There's nobody like him in my eyes. Nobody like him, and um, I'm glad I grew up on him. Obviously, yes, we want to. Uh I wish I would have uh, had a game called by him, but it didn't happen. And again, I still have the the memories of him calling games when I was younger. Um, before, remember when the games used to be, I believe, on Channel Thirteen. Beto, though, growing up, Channel Eleven, And Eleven,
0: and also, but Thirteen five. 2 right? Thirteen two for a little, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So I just Channel Five, yeah, a lot, and just listening to him pregame, and the, that now being in the business of it, and Obviously, I've never done a game. I've never done a like a like game on the radio or on TV. Um, but the fact that he did it by himself is freaking crazy, man. And how many stories and how he let, um, big moments just kind of breathe and how he just let everything just kind of he he silence was golden for him at times. And it's it's crazy, man. It, it's it's cool. Uh, again, what a what a voice and what a what a loss for baseball. Right. I mean, but the dude, the dude did it all and he did it, uh, you know, at a top level. And I don't think there will be ever be anybody like him. And again, um, yeah, just, uh, just really cool that we grew up on that voice and, and we had the chance to, you know, from, from him, you, you, you go from him to Chick Hearn, and just like you, 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 you look at what the Los Angeles have had as a, tv guys and it's voices i mean and it's le- legends you know? you
0: know the night he passed away we were at uh work at espn Radio here in la as one of the backup hosts and we were at a, a staff dinner uh where we, new bosses were telling us what's going on <coughs> excuse me and uh john ireland says it it is like hey vin silly just passed away so we went on the air uh, for almost two hours it was uh myself travis uh, rogers and john ireland and yeah, we were just telling stories, and I was in there for like maybe 20 minutes, and I ended up staying the entire two hours. And one thing I said was, Vince Scully taught a generation of kids geography. Because, think about Rick. We all know where San Pedro de, de Macorises, right? <laughs> we know where San Juan, Puerto Rico. We know Venezuela. We know Curacao, because he would always drop in. The, this I said this on the air. He always dropped in little nuggets about the Latino baseball player yeah. that wasn't forced, it wasn't patronizing, it was an homage to them, and whenever he would say a city in Mexico where the player is from, you know, uh, he I think one time I heard him say Tuxpan, and like, wait, or he would say Veracruz, or or he would tell the story about Vinny Castilla, and he would call him Vinicio Castilla, you know, like, say the real name, yeah, something like that, and uh, that was always cool to me to hear that, that's why I, i'm not not saying i'm a good broadcaster but i always try to give the nuggets because that's what vin would do chick would do they would kind of give you the background of who these players were and where they're coming from and add a respect to them and you know our good friend cesar ramos uh who pitched for the phillies and pitched uh, for tampa pitched for the angels i remember a time in a conversation with him one time and he's with tampa and vince scully said oh the kid from pico rivera el rancho high school you know like that. And so he was like, damn, Vince said my name like that. You know, like yeah. to hear those little nuggets, that was always cool. And, you know, all the things that he did. Of course, for you, Ricky, the 49ers, he caught He called the catch with Dwight Clark before you <laughs> were born. But still, though, you'll take that. Uh, he announced so many great games. And uh, it's a big loss for city of Los Angeles. And, you know, they had the private funeral uh, yesterday, Monday. We played in the Jaime Jarin, uh Golf Tournament for his foundation yesterday.
1: Another legend. Oh,
0: my God. Uh, he asked about you. He said, ¿Dónde estás? I saw him afterwards. Uh, He was, Jaime, this, Jaime had his own charity golf tournament yesterday, but Ben's funeral, the private one for the family was there and Jaime went to that. So he was unable to be at his tournament, but he came back later for the dinner and I talked to him. So the Ricky Romero Foundation, along with the Jaime Herrin Foundation, we're going to get together and help out uh, the next generation of broadcasters going to college. So that's part of what we talked about yesterday, but to manda saludos and he's like anything you guys need. So he said, if he's in town, he'll probably come help us out in Thanksgiving for our, our camp.
1: Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah that'd be great for if he can come and talk. And uh, it's, It stinks that I couldn't stay, but yeah. having three kids come. Oh, my God. Having, Dude, I literally came home after that tournament straight into the pool. <laughs> if you want to go in the pool, they I, they had just gotten back from school. And daddy, daddy, pool, daddy, pool. Let's go in the pool. Let's go in the pool. Go in the pool. And we're there for like two hours, hour and a half. Just, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah I wish you had stayed, Rick. It, it, it took a while to get the dinner because they had a cocktail hour, but- yeah. At the table next to me, I, I grabbed the table, and it was myself so- Bernardo Osuna from ESPN, a good buddy. Jose Mota sits down next to me. Mota, right away. Ricky Rose, on the side Ricky. I'm like, oh, here it is. Uh, first <laughs> thing he says, Fullerton, baby. I'm like, oh, yo, Fullerton, right. you got to stay together. Right. And then at the table next to us was Jaime, Mike Socha, Oral Hershizer, Tim Leary, uh, Sean Green, Nomar. We're right there at that table. So it was a pretty cool event. And thank you to the Jaime Harin Foundation's uh, grandson, Stefan for inviting us to that tournament so we have a lot of fun so we're
1: back in the mix we're here we're ready to go uh make sure you guys and, and, and the be- the best part was at the turn man they had taco oh. i mean fish tacos they had micheladas dude yeah. that, that's that's how you do it right there man. We're gonna, that, that's next really nice we're gonna uh, the golf club and everything do it
0: right taco nazo, micheladas all you need uh, we're gonna have a cigar. We're, we're, we're planning things for the next ter- for our first ever tournament. Uh, make sure you guys listen to Ricky on Sundays, Sirius XM, uh, MLB Network Radio. Uh, that's on Sunday. What time?
1: Uh, we're off this Sunday. We're. Okay. Off, I, I think they have. Um, they have uh, a Game few week? games that are. Yeah, they have okay. games of the week. So so we're off this Sunday, but I think we're back next next week, or maybe yeah, I think next week is oh. off too. So yeah, it's just I think with the with the with the races kind of coming down. To to the wire, I think they want to have those games on the radio and people have listened to those. So, yeah, I'll see. I'll check the schedule. So just follow Ricky's
0: social media. He's on there Sunday mornings. Make sure you follow the Twitter account for Ricky. Uh, Also, he filled in during the week. So we'll be back. We're back in the mix. Kids are back to school. We're back to semi-normal. So we'll continue to break down. Uh, Everything you need to know about what's going on. Uh, Tolly has a real job, so we don't know if Tolly's going to be hanging out with us as much. We'd love to have him. Uh, I'm not going to delete him off the stickers yet, but we still get going. So we'll have different guests filling in with us. And then maybe next week we'll get down into breaking down the Padres, how all the Dodgers fans, all they ever do is talk about the Padres. 17 17 game lead, and all they ever do is talk about the Padres. Come on. Like you sweep when you're supposed to do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 the Dodgers should get everyone according to Dodger fans. They should trade they they they, they should they you know, Juan Soto should have came here. Um and if he doesn't come here, they they still whine about it. I'm like, you guys are 16 games ahead of them. I'm like, why do you guys care so much? But whatever. <gasps> whatever. I I, I, yeah, I mean, hey. It, it's yeah, it's becoming something that uh again, every, every Dodger fan should be should be happy. I mean, they they they've waited for moments like this for a long time, and they've been at the top for, for a long time. So, obviously, uh, you know, obviously you expect big things, and if they don't win the World Series, I don't want to hear oh. you guys crying. Make sure they get
0: there first, though. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this will be good. Good to see you, Ricky. great to catch up with you first time since June. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff, and let somebody know you've been watching the Let's Go Ricky World Podcast. We'll be back next week. Adios.